All right, we are here once again. Once again. Uh, yeah, so this will be a little different episode. Essentially, this is going to be a question and response with uh, me asking Mo some questions. So Q&A with Coach Mo. Um, or I guess I like question and response and because a lot of things in life, there's not really answers to. <laughs> oh my. You, this is not getting real deep here, people. Off, off the <laughs> beginning. But yeah, like a lot of things in life, it does, there's not like a right answer. There's just like a how you chose to do it, which, so whatever. But hence Q&R. Q&R with Coach Mo. So yeah, I just thought this would be neat. Um, I hope maybe I can get all of our coaches to do this. And then, uh, yeah, hey, man, I'd love to get our members to do this. So if you want to be on Q&R segment, let me know. We'll make it happen. Please, like legitimately. We've like, been actually, trying at this for like yeah. three years now. And people are like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do it. And then it's like, oh, but do I have to be on camera? I don't know. I don't there's know about that. There's not even a camera here. Yeah, there's no camera here, except for our phones, where we have been Instagramming. But Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, do it. If you don't do it, you don't get to complain when I don't make a podcast for nine months. Because <laughs> that's what will yes. happen. All right. Bingo. So let's just start with like some basic things. Um, wh- growing up, I, I mean, obviously I know you pretty well since you're my wife. But <laughs> growing up, like I guess just give us like an idea of I know fitness was important in your household. For sure. And I know sports you know, was a big part of your life. I yeah. just kind of, you know, in a, a minute or two kind of paint that picture. So I've really only ever known like a healthy fitness sports lifestyle. Uh, my dad and mom were both in the military. My dad is a doctor and my mom, my whole life has been a fitness instructor, group fitness instructor, personal trainer, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, like she followed, you know, she did you know, step aerobics for a while and spin class and you know, all those things. And then eventually led into personal training, but like my dad is an athletic human being, a healthy person. My mom is athletic and healthy as well. And so that's kind of just what was not expected of us by any means, but starting off really young, like we were, my brother and I were both plugged into sports pretty much right off the bat. Like my first sport memories, or I was, I was a gymnast. Um, we were in swimming. We did tennis camps in the summers like there was just always something that we were plugged into mainly like for learning purposes like Mm -hmm. i think my parents wanted to expose us to what we could be exposed to and kind of figure out what we liked and maybe what our passions were but i did gymnastics up until about second grade and then i broke my foot falling off the men's high bar bad choice and then i got I think as soon as I healed up, I was plugged into soccer. And then from there, I played soccer all the way until I was 21, all the way through college. So I was always in a sport um, or exercising with my family, you know, like vacations included some sort of fitnessy, whether we knew it was fitness or not as kids. Like, we would swim, like, real, real swim in the pool, not just, like, flop around and play. You know, we would go for long walks on the beach on a vacation. If we were somewhere in the mountains, we would always, we would be hiking. Um, that's just, that is how I grew up with 
with fitness and health kind of in a central focused role awesome. in our lives. Yeah. Um, a, a point to parents out there who want their kids to be well-rounded and exposed to things as a, at a young age and want to grow, hopefully like help them if they want to grow up to be good athletes. I think gymnastics and swimming is a great thing to start your kids in early on. Um, I don't mean like a swim team or like competing in gymnastics. I mean like going to do those things for fun. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Show them that sport, like being active Dance is fun. Too. Dance would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is guy or girl, you know, I think all that stuff would be fantastic. All of that is total body. You learn to use your body in space. Um, yeah, it's just great stuff. So, uh, I think that's an awesome starting point and it probably is part of the reason you're as athletic as you are. You said that you did gymnastics until you broke your foot. Why did you not go back to gymnastics? I don't know if this is like actually what I said or this is just kind of like what I told myself I said. It seems pretty bold for a seven-year-old, but I feel like if I felt like if I was going to injure myself in something that was like a solo sport, I might as well be doing something that would warrant getting hurt. Like, I don't know, like, I know gymnasts can get hurt, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something a little more aggressive. Um, So if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be hurt, I wanted to have a reason to be hurt. (laughs) I think it's funny. I think competitive gymnastics probably has like one of the highest injury rates of all sports. So it's just, it's funny how a kid could see that, or I mean, I'm sure adults probably think gymnastics the sport is like super safe because no one's like hitting you or whatever, yeah. but it's not. I have a lifelong back condition because of right. being in competitive gymnastics right. when I was a little kid. Yeah, so. and this is not like shade at anybody who has kids who do competitive gymnastics. All sports have injury risks. That's okay. Life yeah. has injury risks. That's yeah. how it works. So this is not like a negative on gymnastics. It's just funny how I could see a parent saying, or a kid obviously saying, well, I'll do gymnastics because I won't get hurt, and I'll go play soccer because that way, I'll, if I get hurt, it's cool. So yeah. this is a funny thing to think about. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you played soccer through college. Yeah. Um, what was training like in in college? Uh, maybe compare it to, like, for people listening to this, they probably do CrossFit. You know, like, so compare it, like, was it hard? Was it more technical? Was it less technical? You know, was there weights involved? Was it, you know, mostly just cardio? So in season and out of season looked very different, Mm -hmm. um, which they should. That's like anybody competing in any fitness industry area. Your in-season training should look very different than your off-season training. But during the season, we had practice every day. When we would get an off day, it was just, you know, few and far between or like a day that we didn't have a game on a weekend or something. Maybe we would, we would do film or, or something like that. But it was all very technical, skill-based training. Mm-hmm. Um, preseason would be fitness testing, lots of, of your, your generically accessible fitness test things mile run, two mile run, push ups, sit ups. Uh, and then we would have some specific soccer, uh, sprinting slash running drills or whatever. But then like throughout the season, just training every day on your, your skill work that's needed to play soccer. And then off season would be when we were in the weight room or we were doing 
um, speed and agility, conditioning. My junior and senior year, we started incorporating like ropes, speed ropes, battle ropes, things like that. Mm-hmm. More like hit type workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never say that any of our training throughout college was easy. Yeah. Like I think, or at least for me, like I took it seriously enough. Like this was my job. I was on a scholarship to play soccer. It was my job. And I wanted to do the best, be the best. Right. And, you know, stay at the top of my game. So, like, I never would, maybe I would have a day here and there where I was a little slack. But for the most part, it was going in, going hard, and getting the most out of it. Mm -hmm. But you, so it sounds like, when you say going hard, you mean it was a lot of, like, aerobic and anaerobic cardio stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't, like... How, how often were you, when you say you're in the weight room, like how often were you Gosh, squatting or deadlifting? Yeah, there or, was not much of that right. at all. Um, and I really don't think we did anything seriously in the weight room until like we had a coaching change after my sophomore year. And he was my coach junior and senior year. And like I think we did more specific things in the weight room, but it still was very, very focused mainly on – you know your your endurance and your mm-hmm. your cardio yeah, your ability. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fitness. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like your explosiveness and your your speed and your power, but like we weren't doing a lot of weights to help kind of improve a, improve those areas. Mm-hmm. Do you, I know this is asking you to remember what life was like uh, like ten years ago? But <laughs> w- do you, at the time did you think? you were missing something for your training by not lifting weights no. or that's just, that's just how life was and yeah. nobody lifted weights. Well, I mean like, I don't think I was missing anything like knowing how I trained through high school, having a personal trainer as a mom, like I would go into the gym and I would do cardio and then like a, a weighted machine yeah, circuit, like circuit. Yeah. Or, or things like that. But it was never, Never anything for max load or anything like that to where you were trying to figure those types of numbers out. I did not think that I was missing a part of training by not doing those things, but I knew what I had done and known that it had been helpful, but I still felt like I was progressing and and meeting my goals, Mm -hmm. doing the the workouts and the training programs and things like that, that our coaches put us through. Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, in all sports, like I'm a couple years older when I was in college at the same college, uh, like we didn't have a strength coach or anything. Our coach kind of opened the weight room and said, like, go do some lifting. And I didn't, I went and played halo on <laughs> instead. But, uh, the point is I, we're kind of, we were kind of at the era in which I think sports started realizing they were get more non-football sports. So like baseball, I played baseball, Morgan was a soccer player. A decade ago, I think people were just starting to wake up to the fact that, oh, man, if they were bigger and stronger and also as fit as they are, they would be much better athletes. Yeah. And so I think now you probably would be remiss to see a college that has a budget to afford it where a girl's soccer team's not lifting weights. Because I think they understand, like, we're just giving away free injury prevention and performance mm-hmm. enhancement by not doing – I mean, 
you know, it doesn't have to be rocket science in the weight room, but by squatting a little bit, doing some pressing, just making you a stronger framed person so you're not getting pushed around as easy. And soccer's, soccer, especially women's soccer, is more physical than I think people understand. Oh, so, no doubt. you know, if you, if you were three pounds heavier of just muscle, like that would really help you when you're, you know, going for a 50 50 ball or something like that. You could, you could push, push around a little bit and. Well, I think that we knew, like, I understood, and I think our coaches understood, like, I had gone into college already having torn my ACL, having full knee re- knee repair and surgery, and, like, knowing that weights were going to help benefit, like, my legs being stronger are going to help mm-hmm. protect my knees. That is necessary. Right. But it wasn't something, like, that we're doing to enhance. Like, sure. it was more of a okay, when we're in the weight room, we're doing these things because it's necessary to help with injury prevention or like certain movements like during other training. We had an exercise science grad student in off season who would like run our training sessions very specifically to female athletes and things like that. You know, they were still mainly just fitness based but we were still doing certain movements or exercises to help build leg strength, to help injury prevention. Mm-hmm. Because for the majority of us, knee surgeries were either in the past or on the yeah, horizon. Commonplace so, for sure. yeah, yeah, it was pretty normal. Um, so transitioning from being a college athlete to not, you know, you graduate college, uh, the 99% of college athletes – you know, whatever. 99% of high school percent of high school athletes don't play in college. 99% of college athletes don't play beyond college. Um, having fitness and sports having been such a big part of your background, uh, like how did you transition to like being a normal person? <laughs> you know, I was um, at a I was at a loss there for a little bit. Um, for for sure, I. Diet was diet was and still is and has never really been something that I have focused a lot of time and energy on just because I have always been very involved in some sort of athletic arena, fitness arena, and I was able to just crush exercise and then and eat not eat like terribly, but not eat great either. Um so that right there was a really hard transition. Just the the amount of volume that I had been used to as far as exercising went drastically decreased or almost was non-existent. And then having to figure out how to balance like eating differently for not working out at the volume that I had been used to. Right. But after college, I... We got married, and then I started coaching soccer. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, like, allowed me to still live it a little bit um, where it wasn't completely out of my life. I also started playing indoor soccer competitively um, on an adult, in an adult league, and that was fantastic because I was still getting to be in the arena that I loved but not having to do all of the training that also went along with it. Right. Um, But as far as, like, exercising went, like, I really didn't know how because all I had ever done up until that point was exercise or train for a purpose. 
So not having a purpose, I wasn't really sure what to do. Like early on, Ryan and I would like in our relationship or, or in marriage or whatever, we would go for runs and stuff. And all I had ever done as far as running goes was like for fitness tests. So I only knew, knew one speed and one gear level. Right. And it was just go, get it done. And like when we were going for a run, Ryan would be like, you need to slow down because you're only going to make it a mile or two, which was very true because that's all I had ever run. And so having to figure out like, oh, this is just for exercise. Like mm -hmm. this isn't for a purpose besides exercising and being healthy. Like having to figure all of that out was definitely eye-opening and it was a struggle in the beginning, I think, just to find an area of exercise that worked for me and nothing was how it used to be. So, yeah, I, like going into LA Fitness was just kind of like, uh, yeah. okay, what do I do? Because I can go run on the treadmill, but why? Why am I going to run on the treadmill? And how far do I need to run? Because it's not for anything. And I could go lift these weights, but what's the purpose or what's the point? And so like figuring all of that out, I think for me was my biggest struggle post-college for sure. Yeah, I think that's a really, man, I think that's a really cool point that I bet the average person would miss. So Morgan and I, we're both college athletes, both played sports our whole life, and after college, neither of us did fitness because we didn't know what we were doing. Right. Like, we had done this our whole life. We were in good shape. We People would look at us and say they're athletic. You know, they work out, whatever. And I mean, we, we did not scholarship go. scholarship yeah, yeah, like we were being paid yeah. to play sports. And then we didn't feel comfortable doing this on our own. And it, that is that is the reason. The, like, that is the single – when I realized – my mindset on that stuff when I was in why I went to why I changed grad programs long story and all that stuff but was for that very reason like I realized that my whole career went by with me not ever really taking fitness like Morgan took her fitness serious you know in those periods I never really did because no one ever sat down and explained to me why it mattered like you they would be like hey go run three miles and I'm like I'm a pitcher I don't I literally will not run at all today you know or even when I played you know a position I was like a base is 90 feet away. Like I'm going to run <laughs> yeah. maybe 180 feet and then I get to stop. I do not need to run three miles. So no one ever explained it to me. And I certainly didn't know what I was doing on my own. And so when I kind of had this epiphany that if I had taken this seriously and someone had explained this stuff to me and kind of taught me how to do this stuff, how much better of an athlete I would have been, it, I wouldn't have been in the same, you know, stratosphere as where I was, I'm sure. But yeah, that's what makes, we opened a fitness business to help people because essentially we understand that if we did not know, if we did not feel comfortable walking into a gym, that the average person who did not grow up playing sports, who didn't spend hours and hours in a gym, all yeah. this stuff, they certainly are going to feel intimidated by walking into something. 100%. And yeah. So that is like directly part of our mission. Like people are say, you know, they'll find out we own a CrossFit gym and they're like, oh, I can never do that. That's so intimidating and all this stuff. And yeah, like we understand it is a, yes, like we get people being intimidated by that, but that's exactly why you should be at somewhere like that because you have someone 
who is there, who is going to teach you, who is going to show you what you need to do. You're not going to have to show up to LA Fitness and try to figure out what you should be doing, how far you should be running, what you should yeah. be lifting. And that is a big part of our origin story as a company is caring for people who don't know what they should be doing. If you know what you should be doing, you might not need us. And that's okay. Yeah. Like we're not here yeah. to work with every person on the planet. That but doesn't like, hurt our feelings. Yeah. But for the people, we'll have people say like, oh, I'd love, you know, I'm interested in getting fit, but I can't do what you do because I'm just going to go sign up at LA Fitness because that's intimidating. And man, I don't know how to explain this better than this, but it is way more intimidating to walk in the door of LA Fitness see the sea of equipment and not have a clue what to do versus oh, walking yeah. into our gym full of people who are going to know your name and say hi to you and care about you and a coach who has literally spent hours of their life learning the stuff that is paid to sit there and make sure that you're taken care of and that you don't have to come up with that on your own yeah. so it's just crazy completely like, different environment yeah, for it's, sure it's crazy hearing hearing it from your side on how how i'm sure the average person just thinks morgan was an athlete her whole life of course she's want to do CrossFit. Of course she's good at it. Of course it came easy to her. And <laughs> no. that's just, and, and maybe it did relative to other people, but that's just not true. I mean, there, right. it, you were intimidated by it. I was intimidated by it, by working out in general when we were on our own. And so if you're listening to this and you're someone who is intimidated about starting, one, yeah, you sh you, that's reasonable. You should be intimidated. Two, go find someone to help you with it. Absolutely. That's the key. Yeah. Um, yeah, so long long story short, that just was really cool how well I think that ties in with our, our mission of helping people. But so you're an adult, you've kind of confused LA Fitness, you've kind of discovered it's not really your thing, running's not really your thing. Like to to actually like toot Morgan's horn here, we ran the <laughs> Atlanta uh, half. half marathon yeah. the year we got married. Oh and God. I was I was a runner at the time. If you know me, that's kind of gonna be hard to believe, but. Like to, 10 I to, miles. I used to run a Like ton. on a consistent basis. Yeah, like yeah. I probably did a lot of 50-mile 50, 50 weeks or whatever, 200-mile months. But, no thanks. Uh, uh, we, she, she, I don't know how this happened. I don't remember the exact story, but we decided to sign up for this half marathon. I don't either. I think, I think it essentially was Morgan was like, I need to do something. If I sign up for this race in six months, I'll start running. And the very short version of that is she did not run at all. <laughs> uh, I think legitimately, and I, I don't think this is an exaggeration. I think she ran collectively three miles training for this. Come event. on, give me like six, maybe six. Maybe miles she collectively, collectively ran six miles <laughs> training for a 13 mile race mm -hmm. in the six months leading up to it. Yep. But because she's such a good athlete and because she's got a really hard head and was going to work and do her best, she got through it. I mean, we finished in like two hours, like yeah. a really respectable time. I made it eight miles yeah, before I walked. Yeah, eight or nine miles before you walked a step. Which is more than I had collectively run. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's tough to... Uh, oh, God. It just shows she is a very good athlete and does have some unique stuff that I certainly didn't the first time I decided to run, go run nine miles without stopping. But <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess that kind of brings us up to CrossFit. So, yeah. I... Uh, I had for a while, like, I was going to LA Fitness. This at the time, I was working at a church. And during my lunch break, I would go because Morgan didn't want to go after work because she didn't want to go. So right. I was kind of doing this on my own. Like, I did some cross, I did CrossFit when I was in grad school. I was kind of doing it on my own at the gym or just doing normal stuff at the gym. And then I tried to convince Morgan that we should do CrossFit at our house. And how did that go? Uh, 
very bad to very, very bad. Very bad to very, <laughs> very bad. Sounds about right. It was not, it was not our best moment. Well, first, it took a while to convince you to even try it. Try it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like I was like, "Hey, we should do this this thing in the carport," and you were like, "Yeah." yeah. I was like, "I don't know, that's stupid." Yeah. For a while. <laughs> for yeah, for months, I would say. And then we tried it, and then we realized quickly, or not so quickly, I don't know, that this was not the best uh, stimulus or stress on our marriage. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, she means is uh, when, when I she did started, not like being told what to do. Yeah, she was not That's a big what fan I mean. of receiving coaching input from me. And, and when I wasn't doing it well, I did not like being told that I was not doing it well. <laughs> or when I was not doing something properly or correctly or with the right form or whatever, I did not like to be told that. So my answer would probably be like, I don't care. And then I would quit or yeah. something like that. And uh, we didn't learn our lesson because later, you know, eventually the CrossFit stuff sticks. Morgan gets interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, I go help open a gym in Loganville. It's a CrossFit gym. And Morgan comes to be a member there. Yeah. And really likes CrossFit. Yeah. And, and this, is early, this is earlier on in the CrossFit days, at least on the East Coast CrossFit days. And so... Morgan being a competitive person, we looked at maybe she would do CrossFit competitions and compete at that at a high level. And I actually had a tweet in, in my uh, time hop from a couple uh, so like last week or something that said, like, uh, it was in 2013. That's when I started CrossFit. Yeah, and it said something about Morgan training for the 2014 CrossFit Games. <laughs> and right now, that oh, sounds, man. it sounds ridiculous right now, but at the time... It wasn't super unreasonable. Like, it might have been unreasonable that she made the CrossFit Games by right, 2014. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, that wasn't even out of the realm of possibilities back then. Like, things just – it was a different world. So, um, But you took to it as a sport. We started training it like it was a sport. Like, Very seriously. Yeah. And yeah. We, we tried to redo our coach-athlete relationship. And then that's when we for sure figured out it was not going to work. So – she ended up working with one of our other coaches and friends, and it went really well. Um, and she was training really hard up until 2014, right? That's 2015. When did you get? When did you have your knee knee injury? Uh, 2015. Okay, so yeah. training. But I had a minor knee surgery. That's true. In 2013. Right. Um, but that only. I mean, it only put me out a couple of weeks. Like it wasn't. Right. They ended up going in and nothing was seriously torn. They like cleaned out a couple of things, but like I was back at the gym in like three weeks. But that was so. knee surgery number three. Three in your life at this point. Yeah. At 21. 20. Maybe 22. Three. 23? Okay. Yeah. So about 23. Yeah. All right. So we're three knee surgeries in already. Yeah. Um, so she comes back from that. She's training hard and we're. We open we, our gym. We open our gym. Yeah. For sure. Things are still, I'm taking things pretty darn seriously. Yeah. You're starting to train with some other local athletes that mm -hmm. are very high level, regional. Following some regional high level athletes. Training. Mm-hmm. Regimen. Yeah. Whatever. And then. Programming. Uh, it leads up to the open. Like mm -hmm. the open starts and essentially like it, we're walking right up to the open start in 2015. Correct. And we think, real, and we're realistic that you have a a shot to qualify for regionals at this time yeah like maybe not like maybe like a coin flip roughly y yes like it things wasn't would have like, to go your way yeah. 
you would you would have needed some you know some Real movements house exercises yes, right. yeah it wasn't we sure. weren't like you know we didn't already have hotel reservations or anything like that <laughs> no. but i mean there was we thought a legitimate chance certainly more than a zero percent chance that you were, would make regionals that year yeah and the first workout we're going to do is down is that's where we had to go somewhere right this is uh, st simon's yeah we, we were yeah. going to be out of town mm -hmm. and so that was so they announced it on a thursday mm -hmm. we're traveling i think on a friday to go down mm -hmm. to st simon's we have contacted the gym and plan to uh have her do the workout there well, and there was like people with us we were right, traveling, yeah. With, yeah, friends we were traveling and, with friends yeah and then thursday thursday the day before we're gonna leave i tear my acl she tore, she tore her acl <laughs> so like um, not like uh maybe i think i did something to my knee ouch that hurt oh yeah no yeah so yeah. she she definitely tore her it ACL. It was bad news. Um, so she had trained really hard for a year. What do you, I guess, like, what's your, what's your thought process? Like, I guess in the moment and then, you know, a couple, like a, a day or two after you've had some time to think about it. Man, it was all just very emotional. There was like all of the emotions. If you know me, I feel emotions very uh extremely so yes <laughs> it was sad emotions anger emotions frustration disappointment like all of these things but to like extreme levels to where i was like for a few days just crying off and on <laughs> the mm. majority of time um but i'm the moment it happened i remember not opening my eyes I was laying on the ground, screaming and crying, and I didn't want to open my eyes because I literally thought my leg was like facing another direction just because yeah. of the amount of pain that I was feeling. So I thought right there, this is, this is a way bigger ordeal. Um, in that moment, I was like, you know, no, 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 no. This can't be happening. This, no, no, no. like, no. And then after I stopped crying and screaming initially, it was just like the immediate like, but the open starting, like, what? No, like this timing is terrible. This can't be happening right now. Mm -hmm. And then as it was like processing and settling, it was like those hopes and chances are gone, gone, gone. Um, everything I've worked for, <laughs> everything that I had hoped for, like expectations were just shattered and crushed or yeah. hopes and dreams were shattered and sure. crushed. Um, and then like I, I did uh, 15.1. Right. So this in is the next St. Simons or Saturday. I think we did it, it Saturday. Saturday. Two days yeah. Later. And I completed the workout and I hit, it was the 15.1 was toes to bar light snatch, light deadlift. Mm -hmm. And then with the r six minutes or nine minutes or whatever at the end, find a, yeah, six minutes. a heavy or max yeah, clean, clean and jerk. Clean I think. and jerk. So toes to bar, no problem. I didn't have to really use my leg. Uh, the snatches and the deadlifts were light. So no issue there. There was no squatting or anything. Like I was barely putting any pressure on my leg, like not even really standing on it or putting weight on it. And I was like, oh, gosh, how am I going to do these cleans? Basically did one-legged clean and jerks. 
and hit my number that I had done before. So mm -hmm. I was like hopeful and like excited. I did so well. 15.1, yes. And I was like, okay, like maybe I can do this. You know, get my MRI and do all that stuff. And then the other open workouts come and then like the very next one has wall balls in it or something. And right. I clearly squat. can't squat. So at that point, I think I realized like, all right, this is a done deal. I'm totally out of this thing. Get my MRI, have to have surgery. It looks worse in the MRI than I feel. So it's going to be a more invasive surgery than what I had originally hoped or intended. And yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Well, now I need to focus on this and we'll go from there. And so is that, and we'll kind of, we'll, we'll wrap up our, we'll make this a two part series. We'll wrap up the first part here. What, what did that do? Did you think, okay, so I'm going to recover from this and then I'm going to train hard again. And my, and my goal is to compete and I'm still an athlete and I want to be a CrossFit athlete. Um, did that, the knee injuries, you know, make you say like, okay, well, you know, it's not worth all this and I don't really want to deal with all this and the rehab's going to be, put me too far behind and I'm never going to catch up. What was your, you know, how did you see Morgan going forward in this space? Oh, that I was going to tackle rehab. I was going to crush it and mm -hmm. I was going to come back quicker than they said I would because mm -hmm. I rehabbed so hard mm -hmm. and did all my homework and did everything that I was supposed to be doing. And I was going to, my goal, I remember. So I had surgery first week of April and I told myself I was going to be running like real running, no limp, normal gait, running by the end of the summer mm -hmm. and have already started like training and lifting again. So what's that? May, June, July, months, the yeah. End, yeah, three months. Like and, I was. And what's like a, for most people. What, I think it depends on, I, I think know, it depends yeah. on, yeah, what you're having, but like six months right, probably. So you in your head decided without talking to anybody that does this stuff that you were going to be fully, essentially fully operational rehabbed in half the amount of time that they would suggest that you would be. Correct. And, and then what? And then what was going to happen from there? And then as soon as I was able to start training at the same intensity that I was, I was going, going to make for 2016 it. regionals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> and, then what, and then what happened? We got pregnant. You got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, uh Life, man, life. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it just goes to show like what we've talked about in podcasts previously, like, because this was not my life mm -hmm. and my sole focus, it was a very important part of my life and a very, a very big focus, but it wasn't it. Like all of these other things in life just happened. And like I did the... 2016 open, I was already, I was already pregnant, but I did right. not know that I was pregnant and I pushed really hard. And mm -hmm. then that's when Thad had just started working out with us. So I had like a training buddy, mm -hmm. this young kid who was like, 
all the energy in the world and was making progress and gains left and right. And I was just constantly trying to like best him or beat him or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It was great for my training. Not that that's all Thad was, but yeah. it was, it was great for my level of training. Having come back off of knee surgery, he started coming to the gym in like November. So that would, would have been like yeah, six months, what six months or so. Yeah. And so I was, I was pushing really hard to get ready for the open. And I knew that that, that open probably wasn't going to be like realistic, but I still wanted to do everything I could to train hard and get back as closely as I could. And it was all happening. Like training was great. Feeling was great. I was getting strong, hitting the same numbers that I had been hitting. I think I did my first competition back in November. So I think it was six months out. And I remember wearing my knee brace and thinking like, oh gosh, this is not going to work out. It's just in the way. I can't mm -hmm. be doing all my training with this big clunky knee brace on all the time. And I think I probably stopped wearing it after that. But anyways, so went into that 2016 open, like guns blazing, ready to crush. Signed up to do the Ragnar mm -hmm. relay race, crushing it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, man, I really do not feel recovered. Right. My body feels old for some reason. Like, I, what is happening to me? And then, surprise, you're pregnant. Right. Yeah. She. It's, in, it's an interesting thing once you find out she's pregnant. The open went well for someone who's coming off knee surgery yeah. way before they should have. You know, so, given her circumstances, it went well. I don't think while she was doing it, I remember her being disappointed with her performances and looking back on it, it's because she, you know, there were some things going on that we weren't aware of. Um, even though, like, while her goals might have been, like, to be super competitive again, I think we both, I, I certainly did and tried to communicate to you that we realized we probably had missed the boat on this stuff. The sport had grown a bunch yeah. in a couple years, oh, in, essentially sure. in the two years that you had to miss mm -hmm. and, um, you know, being behind two years. But... Um, but there still could be like a competitive aspect to it and it could yeah. have been a fun thing there. Um, so I guess, like I said a minute ago, we'll wrap it up with the ending of your, your sports career essentially ending at this point. Yeah. So you're going to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk about all of this, like essentially how life has been post sports in our next podcast. But we're, I guess just give us like a summary of like where you are when you find out you're pregnant your emotions on that and then like what you you know how you feel about this changing um morgan is no longer maybe athlete is not like the second or third most important word to her anymore like how, how did you handle that uh it was hard like just that having been all i really had ever been mm -hmm. like morgan and athlete were the same right up into this point and so like figuring out who morgan was as morgan a teacher only or morgan a teacher and morgan a mom and morgan mm -hmm. a gym owner and not morgan the competitive athlete like that was hard at first for sure i think having a shift in expectations and and goals and things like that you know that was very different um, I didn't want to just like hang it up completely. Mm -hmm. Like I, 
I know that's something that would not go well for me. Like I definitely need that in my life in some form or fashion, always, at least my view of always. Um, but yeah, I was super excited about becoming a mom and wanted to be a, a fit and healthy pregnant woman and continuing to do the best that I could um, and allowing myself to be as healthy as I could and then knowing going into having Judah and post all of that like getting back in there as as soon as I could a lot of that forgetting like forget the competitive side or the health side but like that was part of me finding myself again because it's always been a part of who I am and that athlete side has is and will be and has always been a huge part of who I am as a person so like it was never a goodbye from from fitness or athletics or you know whatever but I knew at that point like the competitive side of me or the competitive the participating in the competitiveness of CrossFit or the fitness world like it just had to be had to be done so I had to focus more on it being more of a a lifestyle thing and not taking my 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 stuff so seriously well cool well, that's like that sounds like a good place to wrap it up like I said we'll do another one and we'll essentially just talk about her life since then and then like maybe we'll get into like asking some some questions that aren't about her CrossFit background um, yeah thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next one holla